Hello, listeners of podcasts. Here it is. Two guys talking into a microphone with a bunch of nonsense. It's the Mike and Molson Too Good for Radio podcast. Is that when, most podcasts just a bunch of people talking in a microphone, speaking nonsense? I don't think we're doing anything that's kind of extraordinary or outside the box. I mean, even r- the really good ones from the New York Times and NPR, it's really just people talking nonsense into a microphone. That's what they all are. Even yeah. the murder podcasts, like they're right. just talking nonsense theories about murders. They're not doing anything to help the public good. At least we're honest about it. Mike, let's have a little conversation with the public about things that used to be perfectly normal and acceptable, but are now totally illegal. And I'm not talking about like, you know, owning a slave or anything like that. Yeah, no, no. You're talking more of like letting your 12-year-old drive down the street to the grocery store. Yes, exactly. Uh, Or even, even there was a time not that long ago when dueling was perfectly legal and Nobody really thought anything was weird about that, that you could just shoot a guy that you had a beef with. Right. They're just like, hey, you know what? They had a problem and uh, fisticuffs couldn't solve it. So just, you know what? Everybody get out of the way and uh, let them handle their business. And I like that it's it's it was always in that gray area. It's not that there was any law or offense broken. It was just you kind of you kind of insulted me. You kind of bummed me out. And now I think we need to shoot at each other. That was a simpler time. At least you had warning. Like, at least it was 10 paces and shoot. These kids nowadays were just their random shooting people. What's going on with that? <laughs> but that's illegal. There was a time when you could just do that. Right. Yeah, there was. Just ask um, a couple of famous individuals. Did either of your parents smoke? No, they did not, thankfully. But my 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 uh, my grandpa smoked a pipe. He would always sit. A, he, I think he thought he was Bing Crosby or something. He would smoke a <laughs> pipe. And I still to this day love the smell of pipe smoke. Both of mine did, and I do okay. remember um, being sent to the store to buy them cigarettes. And no and one I, batted an eye, right? Yeah, and I'm not entirely sure how I did that. And maybe it just wasn't, yeah, maybe it just wasn't a thing that people worried about. Well, because, I mean, did you go, Yeah, imagine the store you went to. You had been in there with your parents a couple Possibly. of times. And back in the day, you probably more people knew their local grocery store owner or whatever it may be. And so when you came down and just like, hey, yeah, I got to get a pack of cigs for my parents. No one, no one thought, OK, it's the old, hey, it's Molson's kid. They need some cigarettes. You know what kind? OK, here you go. This is the usual. Have a good day, kid. There's a few on here that have to do with smoking, um, smoking at school. Uh, there was a, there was like a place where people would go smoke and everyone knew that's where people would go smoke, but nobody ever did anything. You just went and you smoked. Yeah. It was like burnout alley, I think is what they called it, uh, where I went to school. Yeah. And the the best was if you ever had to walk into the teacher's lounge for some reason. Yes. And they were all just puffing away. It was like an it was like you're in a casino. It was ridiculous. Who's, who says that they weren't running a casino in there as well? Right. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't. It, it's just every, whenever you see that on The Simpsons, I mean, it, it, it is that is like to the T of exactly what it was like. Just a cloud, um, <laughs> just a cloud of smoke billowing out there. And even even the uh, if if it wasn't going to the store to buy cigarettes, there were there were vending machines. Like you'd get a candy bar, you could also get cigarettes, which which was you don't see that anymore. Yeah, those yeah. those were always at the bar as well. I'm it was on the list. I'm curious when it comes to smoking. Uh, is on the list smoking on an airplane uh, one of the things they had out there? Because that was a thing that used to happen yeah. from time to time. And now you think about that, you're like, 
gross. It's bad yeah. enough I have to smell people in an airplane, let alone gross cigarette smoke an entire flight. No, you're right. It's, that's not on the list. But gosh, yeah, you could smoke in the movie theater. You could smoke in the grocery store. Uh, just just bananas. I'm uh, so happy we finally got the smoking I, ban. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I am. I am, too. Um, speaking of airports, though, do you remember a time not that long ago when you could just walk to the gate with whomever or, or meet somebody at the gate as they got off. The, I mean, it was like a, there was a thing to go to the airport and see somebody off and watch them get on the plane and wave and off they'd go. Yes, I do remember that. We didn't fly very often because my, my dad was a larger guy and he was always like, oh, people are going to yell because they have to sit next to me. It's like, <laughs> it, it's fine. Don't worry about it. But yeah, I do remember that time where you could just, you walk in, there's no TSA, just do whatever yeah. you want, like all the way up to the gate and just sit there with the person and have that tearful goodbye as they walk down to get onto the plane. That that yeah. That has gone away. Now it's not as... It's it's a little anticlimactic anymore, right? We didn't, yeah, we didn't fly either. Uh, but if somebody was coming to town or somebody was leaving on a on a trip or something, I mean, you would get nice clothes on. <laughs> yes, <laughs> uh, and you gotta put a- on a collared shirt. Johnny's going away to college. Put on a ch- collared shirt for crying out loud. He's gonna fly somewhere. Another thing um, that I, I think still happens, but is certainly frowned upon and probably illegal too, was riding in the back of a pickup truck. Very true. Have you ever done that before? It's not as much fun as you think. Right. Yeah. I think, uh, I think once, maybe twice. And yeah, you realize that suddenly there are forces at work that are stronger than you and you will slide from one side to the other and smack into people's faces. Yes. It is not as cool as you think it is with the wind blowing. You're like, this is terrible. Why did I think this would be awesome? Uh, you once could buy dynamite at the hardware store. What? Oh, Okay. I'm assuming for some type of weird home improvement need. Well, people used to um, get stumps out of the ground with dynamite. Oh, that's right. That's right. Or or blow up whales on a beach. (laughs) But the the idea that you could just go and get these major explosives. um, Another one, this is interesting that I don't, again, not necessarily, I think it's always been illegal, but not a thing you really see anymore, was how common it was to moon somebody or certainly in the 70s, streaking. Um, and that just doesn't really happen that much anymore, does it? No, even the people that attempt to streak never go with the full streak. Like mm-hmm. they always have like a bikini briefs or something along those lines to make sure they don't get, you know, the full public indecency thing. They're running on the field. But yeah, no one goes uh, balls out literally and figuratively much anymore. <laughs> but that just, that used to, I mean, there was a song that used to be a yeah. thing. That would happen so commonly that that somebody wrote a song about it. What's that, Ray Stevens? Ray Stevens. It's called "Call Me the Streak." Yeah, I think, think about how fad it was that so a, a novelty song was written. Yeah, I mean, now it's like you know, a couple times a year there might be like a on a blooper reel on a sports show or something, and somebody jumped onto the field. Okay, fine, uh, but it was like you know, it happened at the Oscars once. I mean, it just it was, it was all over the place. It did I forgot about that clip? With yeah. a guy just running nude, soy bomb or whatever the hell it was written on him. Well, that was a different one, but the, uh, yeah, okay. the one was, uh, and, w- and it was one of David Niven's best one-liners, uh, in where he said something about, uh, uh, that, 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 the, I wonder how long that man planned to stand up and show us all of his shortcomings, uh, which then got a big standing ovation. Well played there, Mr. Nivens. Um, this was this was a big thing for my grandparents was boarding houses. You know, you would just take in a boarder. You would just 
take yeah. in somebody and they would live with you. Uh, that seems yeah, uh, it seems insane. It seems like picking up a hitchhiker. Very much. Although we do have Airbnb, but a lot of times I mm-hmm. I don't know. I I haven't I haven't done the Airbnb verbo thing like you have. But there are times where the Airbnb is just a room and a home, right? Sometimes it is, yeah. And so at least we, we, that's kind of out in the open and there's there's a public accounting of everything that's going on and people know who people are. I mean, someone would – you would just put a sign in the window and someone would say, I'd like to rent a room for the night. And people would say, come on in or they would live there for three months or something. Yeah, that seems a little sketch, a little sus as the kids like to say. Yeah, and I wonder at what point we wised up and said, that's stupid. This isn't, this isn't a way to live. It's a way to maybe get murdered, but definitely not a way to live. So I'm sure there are many, many others, but those are just some things that uh, were accounted online that were once perfectly normal and now are completely illegal and you never see them anymore. Well, here's something that is not normal. and I don't think it's ever been normal and I hope it never was normal. But people apparently are using one of my favorite places to go visit Walt Disney World as their toilet. This comes to us from a, a Disney World subreddit where apparently someone's in the line for the uh, ride Rise of the Resistance, which is a Star Wars ride, a technological marvel, I may add, uh, <laughs> when all of a sudden someone let their kid take a dump on the floor and then just walked out and left it there. What? So they're standing in line. Kids got to go. They just say, well... Pull, up, pull down the old pants, take a Disney Duke, and uh, we'll let somebody else have to worry about it. I mean, I would imagine if that comes up, the person you're with or someone in line, you could say, hey, I, I'm going to yes. duck out here for real quick and then come back. I mean, that, that shouldn't be a big deal, right? No. No. In fact, they do. Disney does allow for that to where I had a situation where I was in the line for Guardians of the Galaxy ride. And all of a sudden, I'm like, oop, I got to use the restroom. I just flagged down a, somebody who worked there, and they said, yeah, go ahead, sir. Go out this way. Come back in. Let people know, and we'll, you'll meet up with your party eventually, right? You just got to let people around you know. Much right. better than just letting your kid take a dump. And then someone responded, for the skeptics, this actually happened. Fun fact, this was one of three shit-related incidents at Rise today. Wow, no kidding. I was there for all three of them, the user responded. On another how thread, is that for your kid too? Yeah, how to traumatize it down and figure it out? Yeah, yeah, just just squat and you know go ahead. We're in a galaxy far, far away. People shit all over the place. That's a little known thing about Star Wars. That's in uh, right. the you know in in canon now. You can just take a dump in whatever starship you're there. Um, in another thread, a somebody said that uh, who works at Flight of Passage, which is over in Animal Kingdom, which is an Avatar theme. Um, uh, ride they say bodily fluids no longer bother me after working at disney let's just say that the attraction i work at has what the cast ended up dubbing the poop hall because of the amount of time guests have gone in there and pooped we even put a camera up and it didn't stop it no kidding someone responded back good lord the poop hallway i dealt with way too many bodily fluids at that dang attraction wow. what are people doing can you not handle your own bodily functions to just be like, well, you know what? I've waited too long. It's an hour and a half wait. I have to yeah. go. I'm just going to dump right here. And this is too frequent for it to be a freak emergency. This this is obviously deliberate. Right. Yeah. It's not like, oh, my God, this this I can't hold it. I can't because accidents do happen. But mm-hmm. even in those situations, don't you just suck it up and just, you know, have it. You just go, well, I got to throw these pants away. I don't know if any in that particular situation had to go, well, the best course of action here 
is for me to just pull everything down and explode it all over the place. Yeah, in public. Yes, at Disney, nonetheless. That's amazing. Um, the one last one. Uh, th- this one, okay. They say the gnarliest story. They said uh, this happened at the Indiana Jones Adventure in Disneyland. He said there's a pair of individual use restrooms just backstage from the north unload. So the unload of the actual uh, ride. Uh, it was mainly for cast members, but guests could and did use it. Mm-hmm. A woman Everybody who did not unload. know this. What's that? Everybody's going to unload. So a woman who did not know um, that there was this individual restroom, she burst into the control room for the attraction and deposited her gift right there. Good grief. So she didn't use the restroom. She actually just took a dump in the control room of the ride because she got confused on what door she was going into (laughs) and just took a dump right there in front of the person running the ride. They say it must have been challenging for the ride operator to stay at their post in there before it was all cleaned up. Does Disney press charges when this happens? I don't know if they press charges, but I hope that they would ban that family because I don't I don't know if they like immediately because in the situation with rise of the resistance, the family just let it go and walked away. Right. And so by the time it got around to being cleaned up, I don't know if you would know, like they're not going to run the, like take it into a crime lab be like, who does this belong to? Um, so I don't know if they ever press charges, but I would hope they would kick those people out. We got to go back to shaming people. We got to put them on the town square with a sign hanging around them and saying, this guy pooped at Disney World. And uh, I don't know what else to do. We really need to. And for those who get upset and be like, oh, man, why is this Rise of the Resistance shut down again? That's ridiculous. It it must be technological. No, it may just be someone taking a dump now. Now, you know, Disney Dukes is a thing, apparently. (laughs) Speaking of uh, Dukes, sometimes people talk about pooping in in a tuba. Uh, as a joke, but uh, this this tuba player was no joke. Yeah, I'm sorry. Is that that that's a thing that happens? Yeah, do, don't you remember this Family Guy episode where oh. where Stewie Oops. wants to poop in the in the tuba? Oh, okay. I trust yeah. you. Yeah, yeah, I believe you. Uh, well, we take you down to a uh, uh, weekend football game where Texas Southern University was playing Jackson State. And the band is the pep band is up there in the stands and they're doing their pep band thing and you know, everybody's dancing around and everything. Right. And it's at some point a fan from Jackson State goes into the stands where Texan Southern Texas Southern University's band is and just starts yelling at the guy. Starts yelling at a tuba player. Why the hell? Like people I understand that you get excited about your team. And, you know, you have some school spirit, but let the band alone. Haven't they suffered enough? They've been in band their whole life. They've <laughs> suffered enough. How dare you try to cheer up your own fans? Right. Uh, so I don't know what this guy's thing was, but he just starts uh, chewing out one specific tuba player. You know, there's like 13 of them. Right. Uh, he zeroes in on this one guy, starts uh, starts yelling at him. The tuba player is saying, hey, I'm a professional tuba player. I we we can't have this. Um, he stops playing for maybe half a measure, balls up his fist, gives the guy a right hook, who then goes tumbling backwards in the stands. I love that, and and proceeds to pick up with barely missing a few notes, uh, and goes back into that. And and nobody's exactly sure what this whole thing was about, um, other than. Um, uh, that guy being a jerk. Yeah. In one incident, the uh, um, 
you can hear the tuba player between notes saying F off. F that guy. Uh, <laughs> and uh and then and then just uh, hauls off and hits the guy and then to add insult to injury texas southern beat jackson state 21 19 nice. that's fantastic and by the way you talk about shaming is there anything yeah. more shameful than being the guy that got knocked the hell out by the tuba player by the tuba player yeah yeah i think we should figure out this guy's name and kind of wherever he goes Ladies and gentlemen, the man who was knocked out by a tuber player, give it up for that guy. Right. I think that's the punishment he has to live with. Yeah, if you have not seen the video, I would highly recommend checking it out because, to Johnny's point, that tuber player didn't miss a beat. was just doing yeah. its thing and knocked that guy out and then right back into tubing. Speaking of some musicians that you would like to knock out, Johnny, I thought you would find this story particularly entertaining because the headline of the article was, musicians that hated to be with the eagles so they 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 were musicians that hated having to perform with the eagles and i thought immediately johnny will love this story and i would imagine number one on the list would be other members of the eagles because they seem to always be hating each other you you know what incidentally yes there was part Mm -hmm. of that but the biggest group of people that hated playing with the eagles was the london philharmonic because apparently, nice. um, and it goes in, it starts It starts in a very pompous Eagles type of way of how Don Henley went about things differently. And he did, you know, he was the English person and he he wrote all this music and he didn't have theory and, and whatnot and didn't go to school for music. He was more of a literary man and why his lyrics are, it was like, ah, shut up. Just get to the part Jeez. where people hate the Eagles. Right. Well, anyway, uh, this was from a, a Howard Stern interview with Don Henley. He recalled when they were writing Desperado, they had the orchestral, you know, treatment of it. So they needed Mm -hmm. an orchestra to perform the background parts for Desperado. So as Henley recalled, the environment in the studio was ice cold from the classical musicians. This is Don Henley's quote, quote, the London Philharmonic was sitting behind me and I was scared shitless. I was trying to sing, and a lot of these guys were older guys, and they brought chess boards with them and set up chess boards in between their chairs so they could play chess between takes. <laughs> yeah, that's the way. So Henley's screwing up singing this terrible Desperado song, and these two are going, Rook to uh, R5, or Bishop yeah. to Queen 6. So, well, and, it, and it's one of those things where it's, I mean, it's, the song is what it is. It's not a complicated song. So it's not like they were being challenged. And I'm sure they could have, they, they probably could have, the tuba player probably could have come up and punched the guy in the head. Correct. Uh, Henley then went on to say, while well, he remained professional about getting the performance down the way he wanted to, uh, he did admit to facing a bit of ridicule from the classical musicians. <laughs> yeah. So not only were they playing chess in between takes, like, can you believe, can you believe we're the London Philharmonic and we have to play this dribble, this desperato bullshit. Um, that's, a, that's a legitimate complaint. Yeah. So uh, he goes, explain, they've done everything. They probably played with the Beatles and I was sitting there and I could hear them making remarks once in a while. I would hear one say to another one, I don't feel much like a desperato. <laughs> so suck it don henley oh, the london the Lon- london philharmonic hated you as much as johnny molson does yes exactly 
Yeah, because it's because it's yeah, never mind. Never yeah. mind. I, you know, I don't want to get riled up. I'm having too much fun. Correct. That's what this podcast is supposed to be all about. Not about getting all upset about things. You have a, a pretty fun record, though, that somebody a lot of these world records are ridiculous, but this guy well deserved. Yeah, I don't like world records that are just sort of, uh, you know, how long can you sit on a beanbag chair? You know, it's not it's just a, it's just a function or how many how many people can you gather to hug each other, which is really not a world record. It's just more of you have really good organizational skills. Correct. Um, so if it's a world record, I want something. I want the longest fingernails. I want the tallest man. I want the shortest fat woman, whatever. The fattest guys to ride uh to ride motorcycles like the fat twins for back right. in the day. Uh, and this guy out of Massachusetts uh, has just won the world record for paddling inside of a pumpkin. Oh, so it, one of those giant, one of those giant pumpkins, those things can be freaking big. Yeah, it was a thousand pound pumpkin. Holy crap. That he carved out and climbed into and he paddled all the way from Deerfield Massachusetts to Holyoke, uh, which is about 40 miles in a pumpkin in a pumpkin. That um, yeah, that, that should be all the world records. Yeah. The, the current record is held by a guy in Nebraska who paddled his pumpkin boat 37 miles, uh, back in 2022. Oh man. So that means next year someone's going for it. It's already been yeah. broken. Can you imagine that all- poor, that poor SOB from Nebraska? First of all, he's got to live in Nebraska. Secondly, he finally finds something he can do. He hollows out a giant pumpkin and he goes, no one's going to beat this record. And a year later, this guy does. Yeah. So you got this guy in Nebraska. He he made it 37 and a half miles. Then a dude in Missouri went 38.4 miles. Uh, and then this guy went well over 40 miles. Good uh, on him. Don't, just, that, don't just do just enough. Really annihilate your next competition. And you can go online and, and see this, and it's it's amazing because it's like this perfect New England fall uh, landscape with the beautiful colors and everything and this nice still river. And a dude just sort of goes by in a pumpkin uh, ready to, you know, just ready to win. I, I said, I'm, I'm going for the world. I'm going for the world record. Shouldn't he also get a world record for carving out a thousand pounds of pumpkin guts? Oh, yeah, that's a good point. That should yeah. be a world record in of itself. I know even for me, just a bigger pumpkin that I have for a jack-o'-lantern for Halloween, I'm like, ew, after a while. Yeah. You just go, this is gross. <laughs> yeah. A thousand freaking pounds. So, um, and finally here on the Mike and Molson Too Good for Radio podcast, we'd like to share with you a little bit of history. This comes to us from the International Spy Museum in Washington, D.C. And apparently, CIA agents back during the Cold War, who were operating behind enemy lines, were given basically a a rectal toolkit is what they were given. It was a government-issued rectal toolkit. They said, tool. yeah, this kit could be stashed inside the body where it would not be found during a search. So it, it looks oh. like, it looks like, basically it looks like a pill Right. But it's it's a container that you would shove up there so mm-hmm. that if you were to caught behind enemy lines, they wouldn't be able to find it on a pat down. Here's when any idea when this was, because that, that seems like a pretty commonplace to now hide things. I I think it was it's a forebearer. Look, right. Yes, it, it, it was a forebearer. I think maybe all right, the right. drug smuggling happened through this orifice because of the CIA. 
Because this seems like something from way back in the Cold War times. Uh, So what they said was, here's what was inside the capsule. They said uh, the useful tools like drill bits, saws, and knives. (laughs) Yeah. That that seems like you better make sure that's shut tight and shoved up good before that autumn like accidentally opens up and you're like, oh no, there's a knife in my buttocks. Uh, They say the danger. We say the dangers in carrying so many sharp objects and soft tissue are all too apparent, and could even the most hated operative rely on the escape pod in the full force of a dodgy meal? (laughs) Uh, Should the erectile toolkit be discovered? Here's here's the thing. If you think that's crazy enough, if the rectal toolkit was discovered, op- operatives could move to option B and use the contents of the false scrotum that they also were issued by the government. Oh, that's so cool. So not only... <laughs> <laughs> Why don't we ever see that in James Bond movies? Right. I want a new James Bond. I want the full James Bond experience. It has like a little motor on it and a hinge. <laughs> There you go. Oh, my God. His ball's opening up. What is that? Pew, pew. His ball gun. No. Yeah. Uh, 007, indeed. So, yeah. So, they would have the, the rectal uh, toolkit. And if that didn't work, they had the uh, false scrotum. A false scrotum. I hope it looks better than truck nuts. <laughs> I hope it did, too. God, I'm yeah. glad that. I'm glad that whole fad went away, aren't you? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember yeah. when that was a thing where everyone uh, could Everybody do that? You're right. You don't see those uh, very often anymore, and I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that indeed. So, And they also found out that apparently um, women were easier to disguise than men when it came to spies because yeah. you can make, a, you can make a, a woman into a man much easier than you can make a man looking like a good-looking woman. Oh, I got you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah you can have a more impressive uh, false scrotum. Yes, Correct. Although I don't know yeah. what it would attach to, but hey, that's yeah, another that's another podcast yeah. for another time. That's fine. That, that's uh, that's New new side project. Is uh, you know, if, if things are getting slow in the bedroom, buy a buy a fake scrotum to heat things up, and she'll like it too. Yeah, ne- <laughs> New Genics rectal toolkit, not a problem because she'll like it too. <laughs>